Fallout, a news podcast for geeks by geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland. Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to Geek Follow Reloaded, the news and discussion podcast for geeks by geeks. So this is our first episode of Geek Fallout Reloaded of 2024. So welcome. I am not alone. I am joined by three of my co-hosts in crime. So in no particular order, first up we have Alexa. How's it going, Alexa? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. 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 Cold. That's a good start. I'm, I'm cold, but I'm good. <laughs> I'm cold too. I was locked in my house by the snow this morning, so it was kind of a snow day. Yeah. Um. So next up, we have Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? I am at work for a snow day. Uh, <laughs> I got to work from home for the past two days, but not necessarily because of snow, but because they're revamping the HVAC system because the restaurant above us is shut down. So uh. there's no heat. And we're supposed to drop to like minus 20. And so my boss was like, you're staying home. All right. Yeah. Minus 20 sounds good. Um, that is the most Canadian thing you could say. It's well, sad, uh, though. It's well, sad, I, but true. It, it, it is. Um, like, right now, I'm sitting at a minus 30 right now. And tomorrow, it's supposed to be, like, minus 38 plus wind chill. So it's going to feel like minus 45 or something. Ugh. I, I, yeah, we're not far off here. Yeah, I mean, I mean... <laughs> I keep telling myself this is Canada, this is Alberta, this is January. You know, we've been lucky thus far. I'm just glad that there is some snow because I was really worried. And I'm still worried that we're going to have a very dry spring. So, And it uh, doesn't bode well for, for the forests, unfortunately, if we have one. But anyway, I digress. Last but not least, we have Kevin Deeson. How's it going, Kev? It is going okay for me. I have electricity. I have heat, which I cannot say for a lot of my surrounding area in New York. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, you got you guys got hit pretty hard recently with a snowstorm, right? Well, we had a snowstorm a couple days ago, but last night was the windstorm. Oh. So, so my, home, my hometown, which is an hour and a half drive away from where I am now, um, clocked a gust at 78 miles an hour is that the one that's coming up to canada right now yep because my friend on the east coast is like batten down hatches type thing for a storm and we're all blaming america for it yeah Yeah, i so from what i was understanding from the weather reports yesterday like and and i talked to a friend who has a forestry degree too um the wind usually comes in a certain direction so the trees are used to being bent in that direction and the roots have grown strong Mm. but this storm system coming from the south and going north so it's hitting everything at a different angle so Mm. they were expecting the trees to not survive being hit that way um but i watched like locally we were okay there's a lot of you know there's power outages but overall is all right the further north you go like my hometown um all the schools were closed the hospital didn't have power all day Hmm. Uh, run on emergency generators like the nursing homes didn't have power all the shopping was closed but i mean that doesn't matter in comparison to the other stuff yeah uh, 
my mom didn't have power, but my aunt did. So she hung out there all day yeah. until she got power back. But there are like trees that took out roofs and porches and landed on people's cars. And there, oh, the one crazy one, uh, one of the colleges around here, the they showed where the kid lived, like a, you know, a apartment in a house. Mm-hmm. And he thought, geez, power's going to go out. I'm going to go sleep at my parents tonight. So if power does go out, I know they got gender. I know I'll be okay. Freaking tree went through the roof and the branch went through his bed. Oof. That he was not, like, he wasn't there, I think. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, if I was home, I would have been sleeping in that bed. Yep. Like, just yeah, it's cr- crazy. So, Horrible, horrible storm. You know, like everyone's recovered from it, but um, no deaths and no serious injuries. So I'm like, well, can deal with power if that's you know, yeah, the, technically the worst of it. Yeah, fingers crossed, things will get better soon. Well, um, I'm, I'm traveling this weekend, so I'm better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just not ready for it. Even though it's January, like I can't believe. We're 10 days into 2024. Like, that just drives me nuts. Um, I can't believe we've only just now started getting snow. Yeah. Like, it, 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 like, I don't know. I'm glad that spring's, like, sooner rather than later. But to me, it still feels like it should be, like, November or something. Like, it doesn't feel Mm -hmm. like we're this far ahead. Um, but anyway, before we get started, I just want to apologize to our listeners uh, who listen to the last episode of the Pop Culture Pub that we did, which was our best of 2023. Well, about, I don't know, the halfway mark, my microphone stand decided to... Yeah, somebody, yeah. Uh, someone's breathing into their mic, I'm not sure. But actually, it's kind of funny, because I'm talk, but one of the things I'm talking about is my microphone. Um, the stand, like, it, it just wouldn't stay up. Like, I had to... Uh, make some repairs to my stand after the podcast. But during the podcast, I just grabbed it and held it. But I guess I was holding it too close because, like, all of a sudden I got really loud. I tried to bring it down a little bit and compensate for it in the editing process. But but suffice to say, my uh, microphone stand is good. Um, whoever was breathing into their mic, it's good now. and we're And we're good. Everything's good. We're ready to roll. Um, all right, so where we left off, because this is kind of a continuation of that episode, is do you have any geek resolutions for 2024? Um, and, I mean, you, you don't have to have any, or you can have as many as you want. Um, is, this, uh, say, is, this, is this open? Is this freeform? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is, this is definitely freeform. Like maybe your mic stopped. Like, uh... Uh, is there more? <laughs> no, it's definitely um, as many as you want or as few as you want. That That's fine. Um, so I'll go first. Uh, I want to catch up on Star Wars Animated uh, in particular. I still have to watch Season 2 of The Bad Batch, and I still have to uh, get through The Clone Wars because I started it last year and then I got sidetracked, got squirreled away. Um, so i got to finish those. I... Want to rewatch Avatar: The Last Airbender? Um, and also, um, my wife and I uh, decided we're gonna because she's never watched the whole series, but we're gonna do a rewatch of the X Files 
because she loves horror stuff, and I keep telling her, like, there's so many good horror episodes of The X-Files. Um, so we're going to start rewatching The X-Files. And also, I have to watch The Orville for Trek 1701, because we're going to be talking about The Orville in future episodes. And then just the usual stuff of read more. I need to get back to chess and Sudoku, because I haven't really been doing those very much. Um, and also, um, given that I've watched a lot of Ms. Rachel over the holidays with my granddaughter, um, people may not know this <clears throat> about me, but I actually used to know quite a bit of sign language. Um, I actually learned it in school uh, back in grade three. Uh, because we had uh, a deaf student in our class, so we all learned sign language, and I uh, took extra lessons and stuff, and I was actually pretty good at it. But like with all things, you know, when you don't use something, you lose it. And watching Ms. Rachel, she teaches sign language, and my granddaughter's doing some signs. Like when she wants something, like if she wants more, she knows the sign for more. Um and that sort of thing and, and thank you and all that so i i figure i should learn some if my if my one and a half year old granddaughter can learn sign language i think i could be able to relearn some sign language so uh that's my goals for 2024 uh alexa do you have any uh resolutions for 2024 or goals i don't i'm not really the resolution type i did mention uh last week that i got that cookbook that I kind of mm. want to go through and and make as many of the recipes as possible within the next year. There's only 111 in there, but that... I have a child who doesn't eat baking. That means it's only me that's going to eat said baking. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm only a postage stamp that's away. That's really a good idea. <laughs> it's yeah. more than a postage stamp. <laughs> it's a parcel, man. <laughs> yeah, I, Parcels, whatever you got to do, I'm here for you. Um, but, uh, no, that's, that's a good resolution. Like that, that's awesome. Uh, I, I would love yeah, to see. like baking and like music and stuff like that. I'm just not good at that sort of stuff. So I don't even try because I know I'll just piss myself off, but, it's but practice, that's all. But I, I just don't think I have it, you know, like I'm good at, the, sir, I've, I've come to accept that I'm good at some things and not good. I'm not a handyman. Like you can ask my wife, I suck at that sort of stuff. Um, and I, and I don't feel bad about it. Like I'm, I'm good at other things, you know, it's just, just the way it is. But yeah, baking, like that's a, that, you know, that's an excellent resolution. Like that's, that's yeah, a good one. I think so. Excellent. Uh, Lillian, do you have any resolutions or, or goals for 2024? Oh yeah. Um, I would like to read at least 50 books this year. And to keep up on actually, like, writing down the books that I've read. Uh, and I would like to finish a book this year. See, because I've written two, but they're actually not, like, published. <laughs> they're not published. Oh. No, not even published. They're not finished. Like, the, the ending is where I'm stuck. And I'm, mm. I'll end up, because especially, I'll get three quarters of it done, and then I'll be like, well, I don't know when to end it. <laughs> so, uh, high five. Good night, toddler. All right. Um, I would like to go to the movies at least once this year oh. because I never seem to make time for that anymore. Yeah. Um, and I think 
I'd like to just probably beat a video game. I have a bunch of unfinished ones. <laughs> nice. Oh, I'm right there with you on that one. Well, like, my friends have beaten Baldur's Gate like six times each, and I'm like, I'm still on my first run. And I'm slow. So. Excellent. Perfect. Uh, Kev, do you have any resolutions or goals for 2024? I, I, I had to get up to get my list. So I started keeping a to-do list in my wallet mm-hmm. for like basic day-to-day stuff, but then I added my New Year's list to it too. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. And I mean, there's, there's the usual, you know, life stuff or whatever. But for my geeky stuff... Um, like three years ago, I told myself I was going to finally go through the Alien franchise, mm-hmm. and I was posting about it, and I watched the first one, and I was collecting all sorts of books and comics and stuff for it, and then I actually won a contest on a horror website that they sent me, like, the complete DVD set and a bunch of books and other oh, things for it. Nice. And it's all still sitting there. So I would like to finally go back to that. Um, I've mentioned it before, but I'm I'm on the last season of Big Bang Theory, and I just want to finish it and then decide my overall opinions on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a list of shows that I want to finish, start slash finish, or catch up on. Like, I still haven't done Loki. Mm, yeah. Echo, Echo just dropped yesterday, yep. I think. Yep. Um, Which, have you seen, the poster confused so many people, and it's like the number of people who don't know American Sign Language. Hmm. Wait, what did... So the the poster... Okay, so the poster is, like, hand-spelling out echo in sign language, so E-C-H-O, right? Uh Yeah. But apparently a lot of people got very confused, and some of the comments were downright, like, awful. Completely, because she's deaf. So, mm-hmm. so the poster makes sense, but the number of people like that didn't think that the hands were anything to do with the show. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get this clear. So there are comic fans that don't like things that don't look like them in the mirror? I don't know. I'm just confused. Oh, so weird. So because they themselves aren't deaf, they see no point in having it out there in the world. Yeah. Around oh, the show. I, I so see. Weird. It's just because it, some of the comments were so ignorant. Like I saw it last night because it dropped yesterday and looking at it going, oh, this is a really cool poster. And but I mean, maybe if, if you don't know sign language, you don't know the, the, the ASL alphabet. So you wouldn't know it's spelled echo, possibly. But it wouldn't take much to, to figure out what it was and to say, oh, look at this. But, I mean, they dropped like six episodes last night, so. Yeah, they dropped the whole thing at once. And these these fans getting angry about sign language are going to be very upset when they discover things like, <laughs> like women. <laughs> I love you. Um, I, I hadn't actually seen oh, that goodness. poster before, but uh, looking at it, yeah, I know three of those letters. I know E, C, and O. See? At least you would know the C and the O. Like, come on, people. Yeah, like I, I totally would have would have got this. I thought it would. Uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. Because I I can sign to G and then that like that's kind of where I forget. So, but I do remember the O. Like now that makes sense. But 
I used I to know a bunch from Sesame I, Street. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember learning some on Sesame Street. And then, uh, when of course, when I had my son, we taught him sign language. He knew about 50 different signs. That's uh, cool. Before he could, like, start talking. And even then, when he was talking, he'd sign as well, right? Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was a big help. When he was little boy, let me tell you, it was awesome. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, did you have anything else, Kev? <clears throat> yes. So, like, in addition to those shows, um, like, I want to catch up on, I, I didn't do Andor, I didn't do Ahsoka. Um, I finally finished reading Neil Gaiman's Sandman, so now I can watch the show. Nice. I, I would like to go back and do Doctor Who. You know, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I got two projects I want to work on, too. One is I remember reading a horror comic, black and white comic magazine, that I found in my grandparents' attic, so one of my uncles had it, and it scared me, and I threw it under the bed, and it disappeared. Um, and I would like to find it. But I remember vague things about the comic. Hmm. I don't remember what comic it was in. I just know it was in one of the oversized black and white horror magazines, mm -hmm. which I found out I have access to for the digital app from my local library. Hmm. They have a ton of creepy and eerie horror magazines on there, like these hardcover collections that were all scanned in. So I might just start reading like, okay, I read book one and these stories were good, but I still haven't found the story I'm looking for. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, and then my my overall writing project, uh, one of my friends showed me this movie. It was called something like Ace the Christmas Horse, something like that. Hmm. And it's it's a talking horse that um, is a racehorse, and he bonds with the gambler and then the, helps the gambler fall in love with this woman and her kid. And hmm. every second I've seen of it is the worst filmed thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I'm just like, someone wrote this and got paid for it. Mm -hmm. And the movie got made. And I'm not even saying they got rich, but they got paid. And I was like, I could write a better movie than that. I am positive I could write a better movie than that. So then I'm like, well, why don't I? Like, let me just challenge myself. Just like movie length, 90 minutes. You know, mm -hmm. let me just see if I could write something better than talking horse teaches a man how to fall in love. <laughs> well, I, I kind of get the feeling that maybe, maybe there might have been some, uh, some doors opened for this filmmaker. Like, maybe his dad owned the studio or something? I don't know. Oh, I thought he meant doors open, like, psychedelically. That could be, that could have <laughs> played a factor as well. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um... Is that, is that all you got there, Kev? That's, that uh, is that quite is, a list. Yeah. Not to, not to downplay it. I, no, I know, I know. God knows if I'll get any of it done, but I'm going to try. Excellent, excellent. Um, all right, so let's move on to our first segment. Normally, our first segment of Geek Fallout Reloaded, and that is our in memoriam segment. Uh, so December 30th, uh, Oscar-nominated actor Tom Wilkinson, known for Batman Begins, The Full Monty, and Michael Clayton, died at the age of 75. Um, yeah, uh, he's just one. He was in an, uh, a movie, too, 
Oh, damn it. I, um, it was with, with Marissa Tomei. Um, and I think that's his, his best film. Um, okay. Uh, so the plot of this film um, is uh, his son. Let's see here. In the Bedroom. It's called In the Bedroom. It's a 2001 film. So the plot of the film is he has like a 18 or 19 year old son who is dating a woman that's separated from her abusive husband and that's Marissa Tomei. So she's an older woman. And anyway, the, the ex-husband finds out he halfway through the, I hate to spoil it, but it's a 22 year old movie, 23 year old movie. Um, halfway through the movie, the ex-husband breaks into the house and shoots him, shoots his kid, Tom Wilkinson's kid. So then the rest of the movie is kind of told from the parents' perspective, like, um, because this guy gets away with it. Um, so what would you do if your son's murderer gets away with it? And Tom Wilkinson, his character, did, I think, what I would have done. And uh, I, I don't want to ruin it. It's a great movie. Um, I, I I honestly think it's his best film. I mean, he was he was great as... as uh, Falcone and in, in Batman Begins, and he was funny in the Full Monty, but uh, yeah, in the bedroom I think is probably his greatest acting. I think, uh, and Sissy Spacek plays his wife in that film. But uh, anyway, does anyone have anything else they wanted to say about Tom Wilkinson? No, but I forever have his voice as Falcone stuck in my head. Yeah, he. Me too. As soon as you said Batman Begins, I'm like, oh yeah, he played Falcone, <laughs> and then it was there. Yeah, he did that uh, really, uh, you know, gangster accent, the uh, New York gangster, um, which which is funny because he's an English guy. But in the bedroom, he does he plays an American guy too. So, but anywho, uh, January fourth, twenty four, Brian Ansel. Uh, passed away. Uh, one of the chief architects of the Warhammer franchise who helped turn Games Workshop into a juggernaut. He was 68 years old. Um, I like I don't know this guy. Uh, like I didn't know, didn't hear about him. But when I seen like he was one of the architects of Warhammer, like I've heard a lot about Warhammer, and of course Games Workshop, you know. I, not that I would have like I've not, I'm not into Warhammer, but I know at our mall, you know, every once in a while I'll peek my head into Games Workshop just to see the cool stuff they're building. Um, I just don't have the time, the money, or the or the dedication to to create all that little stuff. But one of my former uh, co-hosts, Jeff Brown, he's into that. He goes to tournaments and stuff. So, um. But Brian Ansel, it's hard to believe he was 68. Like, this must be an old picture of him because he looks so much younger. But, yeah, it's too bad he uh, he passed away. Did, does anyone have anything they want to say about uh, Brian? Okay. I nothing. No no warm hit hammer experience for me. Okay. Yeah, well, that, I just want to throw that out there just in case. And then I've seen this today, uh, January 9th. Actually, I've seen this today, but it, this is from January 9th. Um, 
Tracy Torme, uh, Slider's co-creator and Star Trek The Next Generation writer, dies at 64. Uh, the second son of singer Mel Torme, he started out in comedy on SCTV and Saturday Night Live, then moved to drama projects including Fire in the Sky, if you've ever watched that movie, I Am Legend uh, with Will Smith, and Carnival, the HBO series. But uh, I know him best as, as uh, writing some of the episodes from uh, season one of Star Trek Next Generation. I believe he wrote The Big Goodbye, which is the holodeck episode where Picard becomes uh, Dixon Hill for the first time. So yeah, very sad. Uh, he died at the age of 64. Same age as my dad when my dad passed. Um, all right. So before we move on to the next segment, uh, we sometimes I do a segment called Chris's Soapbox. Um, so this is a, you know, it can be, you know, opinion you want to throw out there or whatever. Uh, if anyone wants to stand on the soapbox and yell at the sky, you're more than welcome to. Ooh, um, ooh, can I yell at the sky? Can I yell at the sky later? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll jump on the soapbox first. Yep. And say, uh, YouTubers, get your facts straight and correct, please. Um, nothing drives me nuts more than when I'm watching. Uh, and and no offense, like I'm I'm not throwing shade at millennials or, you know, whatever they call. Who's after millenn millennials? Gen Z. Because I'm a Gen X. I'm a millennial. Yes, Gen Z. Okay. Well, it might be Gen Zs I'm thinking of. Maybe not Millennials, Lillian. Um, but these these people that weren't around during, you know, Star Trek Next Generation, like they weren't even alive when it ended. Um, or The Sopranos, they weren't alive when it was running, when it was on. Um, and they sit, get their facts wrong or they get names wrong. Um most recently, I was watching a YouTube video about uh, Sopranos actors who have passed away. So they so they say this name of this actor and I, and his character. He he was Car he played Carmine Senior, but yet they're sh in the video they're showing pictures of the actor who plays Tony's neighbor in the show, and they just keep showing pictures of him while they're talking about Carmine and this other actor, and I'm and I'm just like. Yeah, you know, I feel like yelling at the TV. It's like you guys got the wrong guy. Like but they I, like, didn't even have the right person. No, they didn't. Ha they didn't have the r right pictures or the or yeah, like because it was supposed to be Carmine, the actor who played Carmine Senior. I can't remember his name right now, but it was the actor who played Tony's neighbor that they were showing pictures of. But they were describing Carmine. And actually, I think the actor who played his neighbor also passed away, so I think maybe that's where some of the confusion came in. But, you know, do a little fact-checking, you know? still, it shouldn't be that difficult to, yeah. you know... Maybe watch... If they're pulling up a picture, they should have just... They would have had to, like, Google the person's name, right, to get the picture. Yeah, and, and maybe... Oh, man. I don't know, watch an episode of The Sopranos? Like, I think what it is, is... And, and this also happens with Star Trek, too. Um, what culture has a, a sub channel called Trek culture? And I, I can't watch it anymore because these guys are fucking up names, places, and, and they're just, you know, praising Star Trek discovery, which I can't stand. 
um, and taking things out of context. I think uh, YouTube, these YouTubers, what they do is they look at things that are popular and trending. Like, because The Sopranos, for those who don't know, like, I'm getting a lot of Sopranos videos showing up on my YouTube recently. And I think it's because today actually marks the 25th anniversary of when the first episode of The Sopranos aired on HBO. It was January 10th, 1999, when the first episode of The Sopranos aired. So I think it's trending very hard on YouTube. So I think all these other you, these people that want to make some money on YouTube are just picking, you know, articles up somewhere and then like turning it into a video, but not fact checking things. And it's it's very frustrating, you know. If you're gonna present information as as a fact get it straight like like here on the podcast like i i don't always get my facts right but i will tell you like i think like i'll say things like i think this is the person i'm thinking of or i think this is what happened if i don't actually know i won't say definitively you know the sky's red i i will say you know the sky was red maybe that one day but typically it's blue like i'm not going to make any sort you know just stupid example but i'm not going to make any statements as fact without having the facts so anyway it's just something that's been driving me nuts lately and like i said i think it has something to do with um the 25th anniversary of of uh of the sopranos plus i think like the star trek angle with um you know all the different announcements of new star trek projects that people are jumping on that bandwagon again so you know, kudos to people, to anyone that wants to start a YouTube channel and wants to do things like this, because I love watching well-informed uh, YouTube um, content creators. Um, you know, one of my favorite YouTube channels is one that's called Comic Tropes. I learn a lot about comic books that I necessarily didn't know uh, before, but this guy does his research. He, you know, he can he can uh, cite examples um you can you you can check his facts like it it's he does a really good job um but i think some of these are are just quick cash grabs and unfortunately yeah i just kind of feel like i'm wasting my time like but by the time you get to the end of the video it's like i learned absolutely nothing that i didn't already know and they got half of it wrong but anywho I'll, I'm going to step off the soapbox. Lillian, you said you wanted to jump up on the soapbox? <laughs> oh, oh, this was a fun day yesterday. Okay, so I would like it if, uh, you know, conventions would uh, not book guests who are problematic and actually pay attention to 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 the vibe instead of just going with what's popular. Um Fan Expo Vancouver just announced, uh, I always say her name wrong, Gina Carano or whatever her name is from Star yeah. Wars yeah. as a guest. And immediately the comments are like, really? Really? You're, seriously, you're bringing her in after her comments? Uh, are, are, okay, okay. Um, and the fact is, we know she's probably going to sell thousands of dollars worth of autographs. But it's that whole, when you have such a big voice and you're pushing things that you're saying, oh, no, no, it's fine because she's famous or, you know, people can get away with saying stupid stuff on the Internet without having to really think about it. 
And for anyone who doesn't know there, she compared being a conservative to being a Jew in Nazi Germany. So saying that they're just they're persecuted just the same. And it's like, that's not the same. Not even close to the same. Like, shut up. Um, And it's it's something that, you know, when when you're part of a pop culture fan base, uh, I think we have a responsibility to, you know, not give celebrities of that just just to, they don't get a, a free pass to to say crap and then go around still being adored and well loved you know but i thought that was stupid so you know if we're gonna if we're gonna like we just gotta be all on the same page about no we don't like this person you can't sit at our table well i i like the thing is with gina carano i don't agree with what she said that was that was not um, like I, I I get like where she was coming from in in that she was you know freedom of speech, blah blah blah. Okay, but you're comparing something to the Holocaust, you know, to the Jews in Nazi Germany, you know, Holocaust. You don't do that. Like that was, you know, six million Jews were were murdered. You know, like conservatives are being murdered you know like pretty much it's not even close like like i like i know like i like i get what you you know like well i i was just gonna say like i you could have picked a lot of anything else yeah like you you know especially yeah like when you say you're a public figure you really got to watch what you what you say on social media even even like where i work i really have to watch what i put out there now um given my position that that i find myself in now I, I can't really get political like I used to, uh, which is a good thing because that just led to a lot of uh, aggravation. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't think someone should be like I, I like the way Disney handled it, I think was wrong. I don't think that she should have been fired. I think she should have maybe, um, you know, had a talking to, but, you know, I don't think she deserved to be canceled. Um, But it would be different if it was just the one comment. But if it became a perpetual thing, like if a person makes a comment that is Mm -hmm. completely tone deaf and then you end up being told that, hey, that was an insensitive comment, that was not appropriate. And then you learn from it and you move forward, then 100 percent, then, you know, you need to look at this learning thing. However, if if a person continually makes these comments and you know they continually are being problematic then then we end up having yeah. to go okay is this really the person that we should be looking like we you don't put them in a position of respect or authority kind of thing well i, um, I don't think that necessarily happened in that way because i think they wanted her to an issue issue an apology and they wanted her to do some sort of like zoom meeting with you know talking to different women about why she was wrong and stuff like that like that I'm like, that's pushing things too far. Um, you know, just like set her down, say like, hey, you're representing us. You can't be doing things like this. You know, you get a slap on the wrist the first time. Apologize because it wasn't sensitive. I think even she can admit that. And then, and then, yeah, move on. Um, but the, you know, forcing people to make apologies and and you know have to sit in take sensitivity training, all that crap. I, I don't know. I, I think Disney pushed it too far. 
Um, and I, and I love Gina Carano. I'd love to meet her. Like I, I, I feel it's a real shame. You know, I feel it's a real shame that Gina Carano can, um, be canceled, but then look at some of the other celebrities, you know, like Prince Harry wore, you know, a Nazi uniform to a party. You know, but he like, was, I mean, that that was tone deaf, but that was also way back when, like, that was the same time, like, Jeffree Star had a lipstick line called Lipstick Nazi. Like, back yeah. then, we used to tell people to stop being a grammar Nazi, and now we're like, that's not really an appropriate term. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's not just the one comment. She's like, whether it's supporting Donald Trump or commenting about LGBTQ <sighs> issues or making things like she has continually said things that have been problematic. And so that's more, it's, it was a whole big picture thing. Like this is not the person you want to have, like for like Disney would obviously not. Um, I don't know what she's like in person, but unfortunately if you're looking from social media standpoint, it's, it's just not someone that I think would be a safe person to have in, in a place where you have different types of people with different thoughts and different things yeah yeah no i i I, and i don't like Like kevin sorbo i am broken about kevin sorbo i love that you know i had such a crush on kevin sorbo and the fact that he is a a anti-vaxxing donald trump loving left-wing nut job makes me broken in so many ways oh i didn't know that that he was oh yeah oh no he's he's like off the it makes me very sad the funny thing is when you see Lucy Law was calling him out on shit. Her comments are the best comments ever. <laughs> because, I mean, I used to, when Kevin Sorbo started doing a bunch of Christian movies, I was like, this is so cool. And then it went from being like the good type of Christian movies to like the whole, when the Christians started siding with the whole anti-vax and anti-mask mm. and anti-government type thing. And I'm watching him support this. And I'm going... No, Kevin. No, sweetie. I wanted to pet you someday. <laughs> so, side note, I'm going to just take that and and cut the audio for myself. Because you didn't say a last name there. You just said a first name. Oh, yes, no, Kevin Sorbo. Not you, Kevin. You're a good Kevin. No, 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 no. We're going to make sure every- this Kevin is good. Kevin is a decent. This is Kevin Decent, which is the opposite of Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Decent is good. Kevin Sorbo needs Jesus in the right way. Um, so, so I. Um, can I just go on a quick tangent, real quick? I just need a button that says right. Kevin Decent versus Kevin yeah. Sorbo. Just. Just a quick side tangent, since you mentioned Lucy Lawless. Um, there's a rock band in Italy called Mainskin. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. And yes, you're saying it wrong, but still. The, the bassist, Victoria DeAngelis, she looks like she could be like a young Lucy Lawless. Like, I remember, like, I see, because she showed up in, like, a, a YouTube or a Facebook short or something, and there's this really good looking woman that looks like Lucy Lawless playing the bass guitar. And I, you know, so I had to look her up cause I thought this might be Lucy Lawless's daughter. I, I don't know, but no, she's actually from, from Italy. So how do you, how do you say that main skin? I don't know because I've heard people pronounce it multiple different ways, but I know it's probably not that, but I, well, I, 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 it's yeah. spelled main skin, but it's got that O above the A. And I don't yeah, know. It's got the the the, the, vo- the vowel thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I know it sounds 
not it sounds it sounds different <laughs> yeah but anyway yeah anyway that was my lucy lawless tangent but kevin go ahead with uh, the kevin sorbo stuff oh well it's it's going back to the gina crano stuff so oh, okay my my understanding was disney did tell her multiple times like hey shut up um and it was the compared to the holocaust thing that was finally the straw that broke them it was like we we gave you chances. We told you be quiet. Like just we weren't we weren't going to tell you you can't say these things. But maybe like quiet it down. Maybe don't blast it on Twitter. Just you know say it in your own private life or whatever. Yeah. Like they they gave her a lot of passes, but then she had to like double down and say even worse. And they're like, no, we gave you a pass. Like you don't say worse things. Mm. You try to tone it down. Um, many many years ago working at a store with one of my good friends and he without going into details because it's a terrible story um in the moment we were trading like a lot of dark humor and dark jokes and he went into work and he was sharing some death related jokes they were very gallows humor mm-hmm what he did not know is that the other employee in the room had recently experienced a death mm. and did not find these jokes funny at all. Yeah. So she went in and complained about it. He got called into office news. Just like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like we were goofing around. There's nothing met by it. I wasn't trying to upset her or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, should we have been making those jokes at work? No. Should we have been making those jokes at all? No. But sometimes you make terrible jokes with your friends and you get a little out of control. Mm-hmm. And he immediately went and apologized to her just up and down and was, like, practically at her feet. Like, just embarrassed and ashamed and genu- genuinely apologetic for it. Mm-hmm. And never happened again. Because when you say something stupid and you fear for your job because of it, you learn a lesson. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> so sorry. Gina, on the other hand, was apparently like, "Hold my beer, I got more to say." Yeah, and that, uh, I mean, that, and that's too bad, you know, because like I said, I loved her those first couple seasons on The Mandalorian. She was supposed to get her own spinoff show. Mm-hmm. Um. And now that's not happening. It's just, yeah, it's, it's too bad. It really is. But, I mean, her showing up at conventions, yeah. I mean, I'd go see her. Like, if she showed up in Calgary or Edmonton, I'd, I'd go get her autograph or picture. Because I, I, I find her a, 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 an amazing, you know, amazing actress. It's it's kind of like separating, you know, like we, we talked about before, you know, like Michael Jackson, when all those, you know, uh, the Neverland stuff documentary came out and we're trying to wrestle with the idea that this guy, you know, we suspected he was a monster. These guys are calling him out for being a monster. You know, there's all these clues and stuff, but it's like, damn it. I love his music. I love, you know, I love Michael Jackson, but you got to separate the, the art from the artist sometimes. So I can love Gina Carano on The Mandalorian and, and think she's great, but you know, out you know outside of that, you know maybe she's not a great person. And, and, and unfortunately, there's a lot of that lately, like with Bill Cosby and and Kevin Spacey and all these other guys that are you know the 
they were monsters among us and we didn't know it but they but they made some good content that you know meant something to us at some point i i can't control people getting booked for conventions i can't control people getting movie deals tv deals whatever all i can do is decide where my money goes and who gets it mm -hmm. so if i have an issue yep. with someone in any of these places then that person definitely doesn't get my money yep. and every so often depending on what it is that place doesn't get my money either and yep. for me that that happens for comic stuff for wrestling stuff for everything along the way yep yeah absolutely um but anywho, anywho, um, Lillian, uh, did you have anything to add while you're still on the soapbox? Nope, I am here. I am off the soapbox. All right. And anyone else want to step on the soapbox before I put it away for the evening? All right. I'll uh, put it back in the closet and uh, we can step on it another time. Um, so let's get on to some geek news. Uh, and I'm sure this one was the big one prior to Christmas. Jonathan Majors fired from the MCU. Apparently he was found guilty of battery and other things with his ex-girlfriend. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know what to say. I guess it's kind of similar. Well, no, it's not similar, but... I guess it's kind of like the Gina Carano thing because I liked him in you know in that last episode of Loki season one. Admittedly, I haven't watched Ant Man and the Wasp, but I thought he would be a good Kang. Um, but I mean, um, this isn't the first time that Marvel's had to deal with a, a problematic actor. You know that's why Terrence Howard was recast for Iron Man two with John Don Cheadle, and to be honest with you. Don Cheadle, I think, is a better roadie than Terrence Howard would have been. Um, so maybe we'll get a better Kang out of this. It just sucks that um, you know that this that this guy did this. You know, um, good actor. You know, he definitely had a future ahead of him. But you know, you can't be you know hitting on people or hitting people and uh, hurting people. So. Did any of you have a uh, comment, Kev? If so, I mean, for my job, there's certain things that if I was caught doing or arrested for or seemed connected to, I could lose my job. Mm -hmm. And my job does not involve supporting a billion dollar franchise. Yeah. Um, but my attitude for like the Marvel movies and, and superhero movies and, I'll even throw wrestling in there too for certain things and all. If little kids are buying figures of you, then you should probably conduct your public life a certain way. Yes. I don't care. Absolutely. What yep. What, what you do in private, whatever. You know, uh, if everything, if everyone's consenting and on the same page, I don't care what you do in private. But if a little kid looks up to you, have your shit together and yeah. don't don't bring shade on it. And I think Marvel slash Disney, I, I mean, that press release was ready and waiting. They're just waiting oh, yeah. for it. Yeah. Like it, it. It was sitting there typed up and everything, just waiting for it. But you have to. 
like this doesn't look good for us for our whole franchise it is one person it is not worth possibly damaging all of it for one person we're not Mm -hmm. doing it um and with it being kang like have like some ripple and all of a sudden they all look different because it's a different actor have them under a mask like redo the mask and that's why it looks different um you know i mean like i I, deadpool's next break the fourth wall oh geez didn't this guy look different last time look at the camera shrug look back didn't that happen when they changed um what's his name uh don Cheadle's character they were like yeah i look different there you go and they moved on or something like that yeah well i mean there was if we go back further fresh prince recast aunt vivian and the only one that acknowledged it was DJ Jazzy Jeff showing up as the best friend. Yeah, he acknowledged it, but then Will looked at the camera. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that yeah, that was that was great. I I remember that. Um, yeah, there's there yeah, there's so much they can do. Um, you know, I guess the only thing that hurt them was the fact that there was that post credit scene in Ant Man and the Wasp. Where you see like literally thousands of of Jonathan Majors as Kang, mm-hmm. but you know they they could I, they could explain something to change everything. I think you could redo that ending. You can't redo Ant Man and the Wasp. So like you can't redo a whole movie. But I think you could cast someone new and re because that ending's pretty much all CGI anyways. Yep. Yep. So I think you could cast someone new and redo that ending and just move forward. Yeah. Yeah, but the rumor is that I guess they're maybe looking towards not doing the Kane things, that maybe Doctor Doom might be the next big bad. I mean, it was going to be Doom by the end all along. Well, yeah, as, like, soon, as, as soon as they get the FF in there, like, Doom has to be coming. Yeah, because it's going to be like a Doom swerve at then the Kang Dynasty setting up Secret Wars. Yeah. But you just might put Doom on the page a little sooner now yeah it's it's Chekhov's doom yeah we need we need to address the doom exists within the first couple pages of the story yeah but all right did anyone else have any anything they wanted to add to the Jonathan Majors story all right um and then I seen this December 31st John Williams rescinds his retirement at 91. In an interview with The Times, 91-year-old composer John Williams shut down any talks of retirement and revealed that he is open to new projects in the coming years. His composition portfolio includes Star Wars A New Hope, Jaws, Home Alone, Jurassic Park, the Indiana Jones films, and many more. Um, Yeah. This guy is still amazing at ninety-one. Keep going, you know. If if, if you got if you got more uh, more you want to get done, by all means. Like I mean, this guy's a legend. Um, Say so he's he's got he's done tons. Like he did the Harry Potter. He did uh, Home Alone. He mm-hmm. did. Oh, what other ones did you not mention? You said Star Wars. Yeah, well, I mentioned um, Star Wars and New Hope. 
but yeah, he did Superman, yeah. But he also yeah. he did all the su- all the original well, and the sequel trilogy for Star Wars. Yeah, so. yeah, he did lots. Uh, Jaws, he did Jaws. I was gonna say he's done like a lot of the big movies of the like seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. Like he was all involved in. So yeah, no, that's super exciting. If he's not gonna retire, I mean, cool. But I'd like to know what is in the works. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's got to be something for him to come out of retirement, right? Well, I think it's because he's American and he doesn't have uh, retirement or health care, so he's got to keep working. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that. Oh, um... that's sad. That's a sad reality. <laughs> I, if, if he was going to work at Walmart, I would say yes, but. <laughs> I'm, He'd be an I'm, awesome grader. I imagine this. Oh, oh, imagine wait, this guy's wait, got wait. lots in the bank. Wait, wait, wait! Hey, God. <laughs> For any of you, do you know how John Williams eats an apple? With a knife and fork? No, he scores at first. Hmm. But why? He scores it. Like a music score? Yeah, but like he cuts the little lines in it to like to make it easier to break it open. He scores it. Like, I don't get it. Little, he does the little cuts in it. Yeah, but why would you? Don't you just cut an apple or bite no, into an apple? Li- he does the little cuts to score the apple, but he's a musician, so he writes musical scores as well. Mm. Oh my goodness! Scores it first. Okay. No, no, I like that. That was a good it's one, a, Kev. It just it just kind of went yeah, over our heads a little know, bit. That's such a big dad joke fan. I feel like I'm at work, feel, like I'm at work right now. I'm sorry, but I'm, I, feel I, like I'm at I immediately work and thought like a... I immediately thought like that's a lot of work for an apple. Why wouldn't you just bite into it? <laughs> I mean, I could tell the jokes you were telling at work today, but we would have all been fired if anyone was in the room. <laughs> But, uh, no, I just, I think it's awesome. It's, he's kind of like William Shatner. Like, I think if William Shatner ever decided to, like, stay at home for, like, two seconds, that would be it. Like, he needs to keep going. And I think John Williams is the same way. Um, so kudos to him, you know. And, I mean, the guy's 91 years old, but, you know, I know 50-year-olds that don't look as good as that guy. Um, but, anywho... Uh, the next story I got is Disney Steamboat Willie has officially entered public domain. So if you want to make a, a steamboat, a steamboat, a steamboat <laughs> Willie parody, there's a horror movie that's already being made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess you know other things are going to be entering the public domain. Um, unfortunately, I think I think Star Trek. It's like the 2050s when it'll enter public domain. I, I see. Yeah, it's I, 90, 90 or ninety-five years. Yeah, I seen the, I seen this thing. Yeah, and then yeah, Spider. but then it would only be the first episode. Yeah, yeah, and then it would be like three years. I I forget how the how the guy broke it down, but yeah, it would only be like the, yeah the the original episode, and then a, a year later it could be like the Kirk pilot and. But, well, then, and then we get to a point where, like, Marvel owns Thor, but they own their version of Thor. Yeah. 
Like, we could write a Thor comic and call it Thor, and it's fine as long as it looks nothing like Marvel's Thor, because that's been around long enough. Yeah. It's just that we've been alive for these new creations, seeing them go into public domain. But, I mean, like, Sherlock Holmes, I believe, is public domain now. Yep. Um, Peter Pan's complicated for it. And, like, Woody the Pooh's public domain, but not the Disney version of Woody the Pooh. So if your Woody the Pooh doesn't have a red shirt, you're fine. But if it has a red shirt, then it's Disney's version, and you would get sued. Yeah. Which, yeah, understandable, but... Uh, yeah, it it has to be the Steamboat Willie version if you want to, you know, play around with this, but... Anything after that? Nope. You may get sued. Um, oh, speaking of, uh, as we were talking about Kang and stuff a couple of stories ago, I got one here from Screen Rant. Uh, Deadpool 3 may show the TVA, or Wade Wilson himself, de a.k.a. Deadpool, taking care of the can Council of Kangs. So that might be what they're looking towards, how they're looking towards getting rid of them. So, very, very I think, interesting. I think you need to do some, yeah, some sort of course correction is going to happen. And with Deadpool 3 being the only Marvel movie in 2024, you got to make it hit. Yeah, there's, yeah, it is the only one for 2024. Um, I think there's that Madam Web movie, and then there's like a Craven the Hunter movie. Yeah, that's next month. But yeah, but they don't count. They're Sony. Yeah, just kind of sad that that's what we're left with. Uh, Did you see the Madam Web costume leaked? Uh, it leak? Because apparently they are advertising the Madam Web movie on bottles of ocean spray Bottom. so one of the ocean spray drinks has the madam the actress playing madam webb in costume in full and that's the first time anyone saw not a toy not a poster not a movie trailer but a cranberry juice is is that sydney sweeney who plays her i think so yeah okay hmm i i'm just getting so tired of Sony making these Spider-Man adjacent movies without Spider-Man. I just wish they would do Spider-Man movie, but you know, I don't know. I, I think Sydney Sweeney's really good looking, so I might just go watch it. <laughs> you know, hate to say it, but you know, she's very beautiful. So, but anywho, um, uh, we, we can. Uh, no, I'm just going to throw one more Marvel thing in there. It okay. Was fish, Kevin Feige officially said that Netflix shows count as MCU now. Nice. As they should. As they should. Still no word on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though. Yeah, that one. Uh, I thought they already said that that was like a different Earth. but Similar to the MCU, but a different universe. Yeah, I just want them to bring some characters over. Yeah. I mean, they could still exist in the Marvel Universe, but not the same ones. Yeah. But. So anyway, uh, the Golden Globes just happened not too long ago. 
Uh, so we got some winners, and that's all I have here for as winners. Uh, winner, Christopher Nolan, Best Director for Oppenheimer. Uh, best Picture, Motion Picture. Winner, uh, Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. Best Male Actor, Motion Picture Drama. Uh, winner, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. Best Female Actor, Motion Picture Drama. Uh, she's also the first uh, Aboriginal woman, I believe, to win the award. And Yes, and her speech was beautiful. Oh, absolutely, yep. Um, we also, winner, Ludwig Gorenson, uh, Oppenheimer. Best score for a motion picture. And the reason why I bring up Ludwig Gorenson is he is also the composer for the Mandalorian series. So he's the guy that took over for uh, John Williams when, when they did the Mandalorian series. Um, because John Williams didn't want to do a Star Wars series, so he said, hey, this Ludwig guy's pretty good. And he, and he is. Um, I got a winner, uh, Robert Downey Jr., Oppenheimer, Best Supporting Male Actor in a Motion Picture. Um, oh, and this one, this one was, um, I think she was my, one of my best from 2023. And that is uh, Elizabeth Debicki. She is a winner of The Crown, Best Supporting Female Actor Television. She play, She's the actress that played Princess Di. I believe she was my choice for actress, best actress of last year, if I remember correctly. Um, but also, and I didn't even realize this until I Googled her. She has also been in the MCU. She plays the Sovereign in the last two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So she's that gold-haired, oh. gold-skinned lady. And she played Princess Di. And I got to say, like, in real life... She doesn't look anything like Princess Dive, so clearly they must have did uh, some prosthetics and stuff to make her look more like Princess Dive. But she's very beautiful. Like I, yeah, I on like I, Princess Dive was beautiful too, but in a different way. She doesn't look, you know, aside from blonde hair, doesn't really look like Princess Dive. But great job. Um, <clears throat> I have uh, another winner, Ricky Gervais. Uh, Best stand-up comedian on television for his special, Ricky Gervais, Armageddon. And this one, um, winner, Jeremy Allen White for The Bear, which is a show I've never watched, but I like this actor because I used to watch Shameless. He played Lip on Shameless. Uh, best television male actor musical comedy series. Uh, and then, winner, best picture, Oppenheimer. I still have to see that movie. Still looks great. Uh, and then, yeah, best performance by, by a female actor in a motion picture drama. First Indigenous winner, Lily Gladstone. Congratulations on your historical victory at the Golden Globe Awards. Um, Lily Gladstone, and I'm not going to try and pronounce her her uh, native name. Uh, makes a makes history as the first Indigenous Golden Globe winner for best performance by a female actor in a motion picture drama. Beyond her accolades, Lily's performance stands as a powerful force com combating the erasure of Native peoples, culture, and communities. Heartfelt congratulations, Lily. We are incredibly proud of you. Um, and then she was quoted as saying, "This is a historic win. It doesn't belong to just me. This is for every little res kid." 
every little urban kid, every little native kid out there who has ha who has a dream. Um, so those were the highlights of the Golden Globes. Uh, now I'm going to move on to some of the lowlights. Oh, if the first thing you say isn't the host, I'm going to throw something. <laughs> uh, Golden Globes host oh, Joe Coy. What? What? Sorry. But it's gonna be the it's gonna be the first thing now. So you're not <laughs> going No, it it, it, it actually yeah. was the first thing I had. Oh, okay, um, have... Golden Globes host Joe Coy gets booed, labeled the worst host ever, as social media blasts comedian after opening monologue. Producers producer scramble to limit his screen time. Um, I had no idea who this dude was. I I like to be honest. I, you know, in preparation for this podcast. I was on Facebook. I was seeing, like, I didn't watch the Golden Globes, but I was watching the, you know, like when they would list the winners and stuff. And, you know, and I kind of picked and chose, you know, the ones I wanted to mention for the show. I had no idea who this Joy Co was, or Joe Coy was. Never heard of him before. Apparently, he was discovered by Chelsea Handler, so it's like, eh. Now I see, because, you know, she's kind of, using air quotes a comedian but in my opinion not a very good one she's more mean than anything um and yeah this guy just sucked like he was so bad um and it's funny the 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 joke that i think is gaining the most controversy wasn't even like that it wasn't funny and it wasn't even that bad and it was a joke he made at taylor swift um and yeah, they showed like her and the crowd and or her at her table and Taylor Swift unamused over Joe Coy's joke at Golden Globes. Joy Co made a joke uh, to Taylor Swift by stating the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL. We we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift because anyone who knows she's dating the Kansas City quarterback. Yeah. Is it a quarterback? I think uh, Kansas City player. Uh, he's, he's apparently some football dude who's really tall. Yeah, and I mean they're madly in love and blah blah blah. And she shows up at his games and and of course you know and I get it. The NFL wants to get maybe some non-football fans to check it out for Taylor Swift, so they're you know shamelessly you know showing shots of her you know in her her skybox or whatever that she's watching this from. Um, but yeah, like she just did not like that joke, but I kind of get the feeling to like Taylor Swift is not someone you joke around with. Um, you know, given that, you know, her singing career, she, you know, kind of has made a career out of a bad mouthing, you know, the men in her life. Um, I don't think she can really take a joke. Um. She could definitely dish it out, like if you listen to her songs. Um, she can make fun of situations and stuff in regards to her love life and her exes, but if anyone throws any shade her way, she doesn't take to it very nicely. So, But anyway, there was no slaps heard around the world. None of that. <laughs> so, um, The last bit of news I have... And this comes from the world of Kevin Smith. 
Apparently, Kevin Smith recently uh, interviewed Shannon Doherty uh, for one of his podcasts. And, Other way around. Or she 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 interviewed she him? She her own as oh. things are getting worse for her. Oh, okay. Um, so she interviewed him. I don't know if it's out. Last I looked, it wasn't out yet, but stuff was coming out about it. So maybe it is out. Yeah, so apparently Shannon Doherty blames Mallrats for her tanking film career and got an apology out of Kevin Smith for that. That is ridiculous. That movie was amazing. Yeah, well, as a Kevin Smith fan, I like Mallrats. It's not my favorite, but it's got... You know, I still laugh. I I still think it's great. Uh, to be honest with you, I think the worst thing in that movie is Shannon Doherty. I wish they would have cast a better, funnier actress. Um, I just kind of felt she was just kind of stunt casting. Because she, she literally just got fired from Beverly Hills 90210 because she was pissing people off and being you know, a, a, a raging biatch on set that they finally said, okay, we've had enough. Like, we're just going to fire you. And, bring, you know, they brought in Tiffany Amber Thiessen to play her cousin or something. Um, and, and they never looked back. And then same thing happened with Charmed. Like, she was one of the original sisters in Charmed. And again, she was fighting with her co-stars, pissing people off, having meltdowns and tantrums. So she got fired from Charmed, and they brought in Rose McGowan to play the fourth sister that we'd never heard of prior to that point. Um, I really don't think Mallrats is the reason why she failed as a movie star. I think her toxic behavior is why she failed as a movie star. Um... And if I was Kevin Smith, like, I don't know. Kevin's just... Kevin Smith's just one of those guys that just wants to, like, kiss everyone's ass and be friends with everybody. Um, It's kind of frustrating, because back in the day, he would call people out for their shit. Like, he did call uh, Harvey Weinstein out for his shit. Not for... Not in regards to, you know, him abusing women and stuff, but him just being an asshole... Uh, at one of his premieres, and then he called out um, uh, Bruce Willis for being an, an asshole when mm-hmm. when they made um, Cop Out. So he 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 can't you know in the past he has called people out, but I find these last few years he just doesn't do that. Like he's just trying to be like Mister Nice Guy all the time, unless he's arguing with YouTubers or, or fans, then he'll argue with them a little bit, but. Uh, but I, you know, like if Shannon Doherty had said that to me and I was Kevin Smith, I'd be like, eh, I, I don't think so. I think, I think you got to take some respons- responsibility for yourself. But anyway, and anyway, Kev, what are your thoughts? Cause I mean, I, I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, but he also pisses me off a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and there's I'm convinced there's something going on in his life that he's not telling his fans about, and and you no, know, a celebrity's personal life is their personal life. It's not everyone's business. 
Yeah. But he's so open about so many things that honestly one shouldn't be open about that when he doesn't share something, it seems odd. Mm -hmm. But I'm convinced there's something going on. Um, He has his home in L.A. still, but he bought a theater in Jersey and it's got like a, a apartment that's part of the theater. So he stays there a lot of times. Um, last year, he talked about checking into a mental health facility because he kind of had this break with reality. Mm-hmm. Um, he apparently has been in therapy about being too much of a people pleaser and always worried about what other people think and not living for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, they sold their house in L.A., moved to another house in a different part of Hollywood, and then two weeks, a month later, moved back to their original one because they missed it. Um, mm. He's selling off all of his art and a lot of his memorabilia in, in these auctions. I'm like, something weird's going on. Mm. Health, <clears throat> divorce, separation. I don't know. Like, there's some, I'm convinced something weird's going on. I don't know what it is. So then when he does these other things, like, oh, geez, I'm so sh- sorry, Shannon. All right. She's doing these podcasts because she is dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like to leave something so she when she goes she has not left anything unset now she's not going to bring on someone she's actually feuded with or anything but she's going to bring on her friends she's going to bring on co-workers she's going to bring on other celebrities people she gets along with and just have that one last get everything out there talk mm-hmm. so and, and if her and Kevin Smith are actual friends which like she did Mallrats she appeared in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back um, there's been like you know joking around and and stuff between they, they at least seem friendly. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they're like best friends, but they at least seem friendly. Okay, so here's someone that you've worked with before that you have a good relationship with, and you're you're talking to them because it might be the last time you talk to them. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. it's my fault too, even if it isn't. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I think you're fucking wrong. <laughs> Like yeah. as, as as you're sitting here going through treatment and just, like no, I'm not gonna say that. I'll be like, oh yeah, sure, I I will take all of the blame in this situation here. Yeah, like of course, but no, and and again, not to be rude to someone who is sick, but like she was, she's not like the actress of a generation or something like that. No, like she was on a popular teen show. And then on another popular teen show, and she did a couple things in between, but she wasn't going to win an Oscar. She wasn't going to even win an Emmy. She's perfectly fine for the level and jobs that she was at. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, yes, if you're in Hollywood, you should have an attitude. You should always want to get to that next level. Mm. But not to the point of getting fired from everything else you have. And, and like, the two of them, Bud Heads and Mallrats, um, she worked into her contract that she got to keep all of the outfits that she wore in the movie, which is why somehow she's shopping at the mall for a day, yet wears 10 different outfits during a you know trip to the mall for a day. Yeah. Because she got to keep all of it when she was done. And apparently there's a big fight because she had this like beautiful denim jacket that he put uh, Degrassi Junior High on the back of it. Yeah. And she got pissed off. She's like, what the hell is this? You ruined my jacket. He's like, I didn't ruin your jacket. I put something on for my movie. Mm-hmm. 
So no, I I think he's being very nice considering the situation. <clears throat> yeah, that makes more sense. I, I knew she had been sick, but I didn't realize it wasn't going well. So yeah, I can I can see. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, does anyone else have any news before we move on to our brain candy segment? Nope. I oh. think the ladies are silent. All right. Let's move on to brain. You guys covered it there. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to brain candy. So this is the segment where we discuss things that we're watching, reading, um, you know, whatever that we're feeding into our brains. And if we want, we could make it a pick or a pan. Uh, so Lillian, do you have anything this week for brain candy? Yes. Um, I was watching, I just have to go double check and quickly click on it. No, I don't want to watch it. I want to, dear Amazon prime. I need to know. Oh, it is 2024. So it's new. So, okay. On Amazon prime, there was a show that came out called the curse and it Mm. stars, um, Emma Stone. And I love her, obviously. She's amazing. And it's weird. I had to go look up some reviews because I wasn't sure if it was slow or if I was just having issues with some of it because it deals with subjects that it's kind of genius because it leaves you feeling kind of gross in some ways because it's not like gross, like gory or like awful. It's just like humans can be the worst, like Mm -hmm. intentions, humans, what we hope for them, what we we think we know a person and then they do something and you're like, do I really? And like it, it revolves around um, the story of there's this curse that they, you know, there's essentially that, that, that they're trying to break or they're, they don't, you know, they, whether they believe it or not, like it's this, this thing. And it's, it's actually pretty cerebral in some places. I had to go and read a little bit online about it to be like, am I crazy or does this, some of this not make sense? Um, but that was pretty interesting. I mean, I don't know if it's something like I'll watch it over and over and over again, but I definitely don't regret watching it. That's a thing. Um, and then my hubby and I have been watching, uh, we started the, um, the artful Dodger on Disney plus, I think it is which is the continuation of the, the, you know, in Oliver Twist, there's the Artful Dodgers, the kid. And this is the story of him in America. He's grown up. He's now a doctor. And in Oliver Twist, Fagin is the, the dude who had all the boys pickpocketing and stealing for him. Um, and the thing is, the most genius part of this is uh, the casting decision uh, for Fagin is the ever majestic David Thewlis who played um oh who's the werewolf in Harry Potter <laughs> Remus he played Remus and he's fantastic uh wonderful wonderful actor the show is just we have to finish it but it's so good and it was listed as 14A so I said to my daughter oh hey you might want to come and watch this unfortunately my daughter does new, not do well with gore so if you do not do well with gore or are squeamish when it comes to body parts and uh, ancient medical rituals before there was actual like medical rituals. Um, it's not the show for you, but it is beautifully done. And I, I think it, everyone should watch that. 
Excellent. And that and that's um, the curse. No, no, that was the Artful Dodger. Oh, the Artful Dodger. Yeah, no, Sorry. the curse has Emma uh, Emma Stone, and that's the first one there, and that one's the. But, but the Artful Dodger is just a fun one, especially if you ever watched Oliver Twist or if you liked the musical or if you grew up with it, because there's a couple times where they're like, "Oh, that Oliver Twist! Everybody hates Oliver Twist. He's such a goody two shoes." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So it's it's enjoyable. Uh, I got a couple for Brain Candy this week. Um, last year, they came out with a documentary about the creation of RoboCop called RoboDoc. It's a four-part documentary. Um, I have no idea where it aired in the States. I know in Canada, I had to buy it off iTunes. I think it was like 10 bucks. It wasn't much uh, for four parts. And each of these parts is like an hour and a half long. Uh, this is one of the most in-depth documentaries I've ever watched for a movie. Um, like, they did such a good job. Uh, you know, you learn a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. They brought in um, pretty much every actor or producer that th that's still around, that's still alive, that they could interview. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm learning things I never learned and each each uh, episode you know they tackle a part of the movie so basically they, they cut the movie into four parts and uh, you're learning as as the series goes and then they'll focus on some of the characters as a group you know like you got the police characters you got the bad guy characters um, and you're learning so many like they they interview so many people for this documentary, um, like if even like background characters that like might have had one line, they interviewed them. If they're if they're still alive, they're on this thing. Um, like there's one scene in the film where uh, Bob Morton is celebrating with some uh, some nose candies uh, with. Um, <laughs> A couple of, see, I would say they're prostitutes, but he calls them models, but, you know, whatever, ladies of the night, whatever. And they actually find, find these ladies all these years later. And they're talking about, you know, like filming that scene, filming, you know, because they, you know, this is before CGI and special effects. They're actually snorting, um, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, baking sugar. Um, not sugar, but uh, bake, not baking soda, but baking powder. Baking, no, not baking powder. It's like it's, but it's sugary. Um, so it's easy for them. Icing I guess. sugar. Icing sugar. That's what I'm thinking. See, I'm not a baker. I'm not a baker. It's okay. We got you there. But um, uh, but yeah, no, just it, like I said, like the the crazy things you learn. Like I just learned. Like in, in another scene when Clarence goes to talk to the bad guy, uh, Ronnie Cox, uh, his, his character Richard, and anyway, he's like, you know, walks up to a secretary and he's like, I got an appointment with uh, Richard, but when I'm done, I'd kind of like to take you out. And, he, and the secretary's like not having it. And she's like, he's, wait, he's waiting for you inside. And then Clarence takes his gum and puts it on her like nameplate. And then walks in. I had no idea the actress that plays the secretary is actually his wife in real life. 
Um, so that's Kurt Wood Smith, who plays Boniker. That's his wife. Um, I just, you know, all those little neat connections that you, you never knew. Um, it's just, it's fascinating. Like, it's, it, I've, it's a six-hour documentary about a two-hour movie. And they go into so much detail and depth. And, and I got a lot of respect for, uh, you know, everybody on that production. Because, I mean, this is before CGI. Everything was practical effects. Um, you know, they blew up buildings. They, you know, like they put people in danger. Um, the one guy who um, was the stunt double for RoboCop, he actually had to go to the hospital because it, during one of the explosions... Um, it melted his robot arm to his arm. So he had to like get it removed. Um, and just crazy stuff like that. But it seems like they had such a good time. Everyone seems to, you know, get along and you, you learn a lot of things. So I highly recommend if you're a RoboCop fan, check out the documentary RoboDoc. And then last but not least, on Chris, or sorry, New Year's Day, I was uh, flipping through the, the, CT, or the City TV app, and they were airing uh, a special called MASH, the comedy that changed television. I'm a huge MASH fan. I love MASH. Uh, this is a newer documentary. I'm not sure when it released in the States or anything. Um, but yeah, all the surviving castmates you know come together to you know for two hours to talk about their memories of mash they do this every decade or so um but you know sadly because this is a 50 year old plus show um a lot of the actors are no longer with us so i'm, I'm glad that they that they keep doing this every like like i say 10 years or so uh, doing these documentaries because I remember watching the first one like back in 1990 or 91 I think it was 91 because that would have been like the 20th anniversary of MASH um, and uh, again some of those actors you know were still alive back then but now they no longer are but uh, if you're a MASH fan definitely check it out um, Alexa did you have anything for Brain Candy? No, I've been rewatching season nineteen of Grey's Anatomy. It's pretty boring, actually. <laughs> hey, but if you if you I, if you like Grey's Anatomy, you know. Yeah, no, I'm just rewatching like the last eight episodes because I was preoccupied last time I was watching them. Mm. I was like, you know what? I don't even really remember what was happening there. So yeah, it kept coming up in my Netflix. You know. You continue watching, continue watching. I'm like, yeah, I guess I will. Excellent. Um, Kev, what do you got this week for Brain Candy? All right. So um, my kid all of a sudden wanted to start watching Ben 10 again, which we watched years ago. And out of nowhere, he got back into it. But so I don't know if he remembers from first time he watched it or... What, but he's, like, cherry-picking the best episodes, mm. which is, like, I, I enjoyed watching the show, but, I mean, like any show, there's filler stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of episodes of it. So we're watching stuff like Ben 10,000, where he meets a future version of himself, you know, just lots of, and, and some of the movies, and all just lots of really fun stuff. 
I don't know if it's because Ben 10 is 10 years old and my kid is 10 years old or like, I don't know what's connecting with him differently this time, but it's been fun. And then also with him. So I, I decided to go and get a switch for him for Christmas. Oh, nice. And the reason why is because we used to play together all the time. And then like, I, I missed doing that. So I said, all right, I'm getting this, but, and, and, I went ahead and got like the thing where you can play like old NES and Super Nintendo games and stuff on there, mm-hmm. which I haven't I haven't done yet, but it's on there. But just sitting down with him, and he just wants to be with me and go through the adventures. We're just play like we're doing Pokemon, and we got a Super Smash Brothers as well, and we'll probably end up doing um, a Mario Kart eventually too. But just sitting there with him playing the game even if it's just pokemon he's going through it all himself but seeing like the way he's playing this is completely different than how i would play it mm-hmm. and then learning how his brain works and he's like no i want to do this so i'm skipping all this other stuff to go over here to do this thing and i'm like well i would have been doing like i understand going from point a to point b but i would have been doing other stuff along the way but it's just like no, he's focused on this one thing, and that's his mission. It's really fascinating. Plus, like, the stories are just fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying the heck out of it, you know, playing along with him. And then, uh, like, Super Smash Brothers, stuff's coming up. I'm like, what is this? Nintendo's been around all my life, and I don't know what some of this stuff is. Or if it's referenced to, like, an old game, they look different now. Um, Like, this thing came up. I, I forget. I can't remember the name of it right now. This thing comes up and it looks like an angel. And I'm like, who the hell is this character? What game is this from? And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my god, it's Kid Icarus. But whatever the character is called now. Because mm. I remember the Kid Icarus game from uh, NES, and I think he was one of the teammates on Captain N, the cartoon series. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, it, yeah, Which I had the voice actor who was Captain N at my event last year, and he's oh, really? amazing. Yeah, no, he's cool. fantastic. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And, like, there's these random ice climbers, but I don't know what game it is. Like, I don't know if there's some sort of winter sports game or whatever. Like, I have no clue. It's just fun to go through all this doofy stuff with them. I just got a Switch for Christmas and got Super Smash, and I was horribly intimidated because I'm like, I remember the original one. I knew all the characters. I knew what they did. This is this is weird. Uh, Very weird. Yeah, I know maybe half so far. And that, well, that might be pushing it. Well, that's further than I would have gone. <laughs> All right. Um, I believe we can call this an episode, of, unless you had anything else there, Kev. Uh, no, I'm good, but I might for the next one. I'm doing a doing a road trip here soon. We're we're doing a we're doing a cheer up a friend who moved and is all alone in another oh, state. Right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we'll we'll see if we see anything cool along the way. Oh, all right. Hey, hang on, King. Can I just quickly ask? Because mm-hmm. All right, you're all, you know, different parts of Canada. Mm-hmm. Are there different 
like let's say are there grocery store chains that might be in one province that you don't see in another yep yep okay do these grocery store chains maybe have merchandise that are in those chains that you cannot find in your own area yeah yep okay so if you're traveling would you go oh my gosh we will be traveling in an area that has the store i'm going to go into that store and get this thing i can't get in my town mm-hmm. yes okay so i mentioned it at work that we're going into different grocery stores in another state and they have different things there like one of the ones um the chain kroger that's out there has uh an exclusive Mountain Dew called Thrashed Apple. Mm. And it's actually really good. Um, so I'll probably get, you know, uh, some of those to bring back with me because I, I won't have it. Yeah. And I'm getting a dirty look. It's like, you're going on a trip and you're excited to go to grocery stores. I'm like, yes, but they are stores that are not here and they will have different things. Mm-hmm. And like, no one at work could understand this at all. I, I live in like, a town of 5,000 people with two grocery stores that have nothing in them. We specifically go to other cities to go to their grocery stores on a regular basis. Yes. Yeah. So you understand? No, I'm getting these oh, tiny yeah. looks about it. Yeah, no. Um, I Like, I know growing up, uh, we didn't have a Safeway near us, so whenever we went to the city, my I can't remember the name of the drink drink now. It's some sort of like orange pulpy drink that Safeway used to make. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. But my mom had to have it. Like, she just loved that stuff. And it wasn't bad. Like, I would drink it too. But we would always, like, if we were driving back from the city and we were driving through one of the outer... uh, towns outside of edmonton called it's called stony plain we would hit that stony plain safeway just to get this drink that my mom wanted but, uh, be damned if i can remember what it was called though but uh, no like i know uh up here like there's uh like president's choice uh is part of superstore and independent grocers and no frills and like they have these cookies that are called decadent cookies that I just love. Like, you know, like they're, they're uh, kind of like a Mr. Christie, but like a Canadian version, I guess. And um, I just find them better. Like I just find, you know, so if, if I'm driving through and I see like an independent and I have to pick up a couple things anyway, guaranteed I'm going to be buying a couple things of cookies from there. Because I just can't, I just can't get them in Barhead, you know. Yeah, and, and that's what we were doing. There's a there's a fast food chain out there that is not in New York that we're gonna check out. Like just stuff like that. I don't know mm-hmm. what, you know, like I I don't know because we're not going to like state parks or historical sites or something that I'm doing it wrong. I <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, to each their own, man. Like I mean, I I, I totally get it. You know, I do the same thing myself. But anywho, I I guess we should call this uh, an episode. Um, so just to give some context to uh, what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode. So tomorrow we're looking. I'm looking at a minus thirty five for a low. 
degrees Celsius, and then Friday minus 37, and then it starts to warm up Saturday, it'll be minus 36, and then minus 33 on Sunday, and by Tuesday we'll be back to minus 23. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's that time of year again. And I was just I was just saying at work too. Like I remember growing up because my birthday's January thirty first. I missed a lot of birthdays at school because generally January thirty first, it always seemed like that was like the coldest day of the year. So the so the buses would stop, and you got a you got a cold day, not a snow day, but a cold day. And I it always sucked because the school would never acknowledge my birthday because I wasn't there on my birthday. No. Yeah, so like the next day, like when we say we came back February first, they wouldn't like make an announcement and our, our our teachers wouldn't say, Hey, it was Chris's birthday yesterday. Like there's none of that. I just kinda of got forgotten. But um so you know, I grew to hate my birthdays for those reasons that they were on cold days, but anyway. That's just the way it was. Um, all right. Well, before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet. Um, so prior to this episode tonight, I recorded a captain's table episode, which I haven't done in years. And what the captain's table is, is basically me interviewing somebody. Um, so I had, uh, Jeff Swiston on, he's the author of a book. Um, of course I don't have it here. It, it's a, a book about TV dinners. Um, so if, uh, you want to listen to that, it, you know, we talked for about an hour, a little less than an hour. Um, very fascinating dude. Um, and TV dinners, you know, very, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a topic that interests me. Uh, it might interest you too. So go back on this feed and, and listen to that interview. And then I also invited Jeff to join us sometime to uh, to record a pop culture episode because um, he he's a pop culturist, so he knows quite a bit. So um, so he may be guesting with us in the in the future. So be on the lookout for that. Um, and what else do I got here? Um, be sure to. Yeah, I completely lost everything here. Um, be sure to check out my blog at randomnerdness.blogspot.com uh, for my comic book picks. And this year, I'm really downsizing on my comic books. Um, there's only a few titles I'm reading. I will check out the occasional different title. Um depending on who the creative team is or what the concept is and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I didn't want to make it a resolution, but I do need to catch up on my comic book reading big time. But anywho, uh, Lillian, where can we find you? You can find me on X at uh, Queen Zombine or I think it's LillyBean84. Either way, you can hunt me down. I am Mother of Nerds, she who does things. Um 
and uh, just come in. No, don't tweet me. You have to X me, I guess. I don't know. There's, it's, tweet, it's a weird thing. Come and say hello. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually talking with uh, Jeff about that when we did that episode. I feel, feel it weird when I say, you know, catch me on X. I feel like, you know, like that sounds so wrong. Like, you know, catch me on Twitter seems better. Sounds like a rating. A movie rating, <laughs> yeah, can't, or or Not like good. or a porn site, or you know, a po- porn discussion group. I don't know, but anyway, uh, Alexa, where can we find you? Uh, you can generally find me on twitch.tv forward slash rexarula. Excellent, and Kevin, where can we find you, sir? You can find me on X and other social medias at Hellions Team and HelliansTeam.com is my blog. Excellent. And Ragnar, I should point out, Ragnar was going to join us tonight, but he's been super busy uh, these last couple weeks. Uh, so he will be back in a future episode. Uh, but uh, like I said, he's just been busy. Even though, like, typically these are his quiet months, he's he's still busy. He's still doing lots of stuff, so... Uh, I know he wanted to be here tonight, but he just got, he couldn't make it happen. So uh, he will be back and uh, yeah, we look forward to talking with, uh, with Ragnar again. Cause I still have to thank him personally for the, I thanked him over messenger and stuff, but I'd like to thank him when we're on the line here for those black hole books. Cause I still think that was awesome. You know, I can't believe he found those in, in such good condition. It just blows my mind. But uh, anyway, on behalf of myself, Chris Lockhart, and my co-hosts this evening, Lillian Knelson, Alexa, and Mr. Kevin Decent, I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to Geek Fallout Reloaded. And we will see you again in the not-too-distant future.